Oh, baby. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. Why not? Huh? There are bad hangovers and there are good hangovers. This oh, is one man. of those. Actually, there's no good hangover. Yo, what are you talking about? But this is a good hangover. It's a great hangover. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Let's go. <laughs> Too small. <laughs> a little down here today, Eric. He might be the most hungover of all of us. Well, we'll get to all of that. The Nuggets up two games to zero, and I'm excited because... You know, we did the watch along, we did the pregame, you joined from the arena, but really to get wins full perspective, to get votes perspective, I just can't wait. Because <laughs> there's some games that are just fun to relive. You know what? Mm. There's just some games there you're like, you know what, what if I woke up tomorrow and just relived that? This is one of them, is the Nuggets get a win to go up two games to zero. Very impressive. We're going to talk about that. We're going to do a stonk report. Then we're going to look around the association at this Lakers-Warriors game that everybody's talking about. That, to their credit... Actually, very interesting, and I'm actually pretty excited <laughs> for it. I know I'm so bummed. It actually is an interesting. Were you series. counting down the hours, just like everybody at some four letter network? I, I will say this: DNVR. I hopped on today. Thank God for DNVR. You guys ever think that? Thank God for DNVR. Thank God yeah. for us. Because I hop in, I hop in on the car to work today. That. I hop in on the car to work today. Like, ooh, I can't wait to hear what everybody's saying. And like all the pod national pods I listen to are like preview Lakers Warriors. I'm like, wait, hold a second, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, what? Well, <laughs> no, every national pod is like. Wow, Nikola Jokic is just so good. Let's hold that. Hold that. Hold that. So hold that. That's a talking point. Let me introduce the panel over here. I got Brenda vote. I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I don't know how you're supposed to go to sleep after <laughs> a game like that. Um, D line, I think, knows quite well. You you don't really. You just bask in the glory. Yeah, you really do. Over here. Yeah. Uh, you want to know how to bask in the glory? Let me hear it. This is gonna. You, you go, go home, uh-huh. <laughs> right? You, you're like, oh, I should go to bed, but you make no effort to do it. Okay, yeah. Then you, you're like, oh, oh, I should catch up on succession. And you push play, and you're like, it's three thirty in the morning, and I just <laughs> push play, and you make it through, no problem. And then you know what you do? Yeah, keep to keep. really best. You order McDonald's at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> I didn't even know that was possible. And it arrives. Is it breakfast at that point? Not for this guy. <laughs> I mean, it was. A, I mean, it, it, in as much as a, a quarter powder can be breakfast, <laughs> just throw an egg on it. You know? <laughs> Hilarious. And then over here, of course, oh, Harrison Wood. Man, happy to be back, guys. It's been a while. It Again, has. since I've been on the set. <laughs> I'm telling you, we don't get your takes nearly enough, oh, Wynn. I know, man. Uh, we don't get your takes during I this know. playoff run. I have it's to put bummer. them into writing instead. <laughs> um, let's start with it. You guys were at the arena. I'm going to start with Wind. Um, you've digested it now. Yeah. Just kind of what's your big pro oh, the hangover. Yeah, let's get our hangover takes on. Jesus. Yeah. I love Never this graphic. More appropriate. The best graphic. <laughs> I might be still drunk. It's our number one graphic. Uh what would you say when like just kind of give us your takeaway and, and what are you thinking about when you reflect on this game? Well, it's obviously the defense and Aaron Gordon's defense on Kevin Durant, mm. which was phenomenal. Yeah. Like I think this is gonna be the game. So far that we look at when like we just look at Aaron Gordon's impact in Denver, it was game two against Kevin Durant because he bothered him like not many people can bother Kevin Durant. Um, But overall, there's just like such a stark difference between these two teams. The Nuggets are they're so physical and they're such a tough team and they're gritty and like they play with an edge and the Suns to me in these two games have looked soft They've looked like the finesse team that we thought they were. And like the Nuggets are taking it to them in a physical way. They're more physical. They're tougher. They're grittier. And it's like we've been waiting for the Nuggets to be that type of team forever. And we used to only see it when they were down 3-1 in a playoff series. 
But now they they are this team. They are this tough in your face team. They're not intimidated by the Suns. They're not scared of the Suns. They like are laughing in the face of the Suns and Devin Booker throughout some of these games. And this is just a team that has a type of confidence that I feel like we haven't seen the Nuggets ever have. I love the confidence point because that is a big part of it. And I even like the toughness part. I'll say in game one, I'd characterize it as the Nuggets, this game meant the world. And Phoenix came in a little cocky, like, oh, look how seriously these guys are taking us. And it was like, no, you're not ready for this. I thought in game two they matched the intensity. And that's why I said one of the reasons it was my favorite game was it became a battle of wills and a battle of toughness and a battle of resolve. And Denver just had it not even just a little bit more, a lot more. And that's why I agree about the toughness. Yeah. The, cr- the crazy thing is that this is something we were we would lament about the Denver mm-hmm. Nuggets. They don't have that tough guy. Like, they don't. We have, need a Draymond Green. Yeah, type we would of like. Guy. We would be like, oh, we had it with Paul Millsap, but we did. Where's that going to come from? But it, it's Bruce Brown. Like we didn't realize Bruce Brown would be <laughs> so the true, full. Man. Like we have Bruce Brown is the uh, stand up to anybody, not take anything off of anybody. Laugh in your face, but not instigate. Yep. And yep. then we have Christian Brown, who has quiet, which again, I was not expecting this. We the the rap on him coming out of the draft would that he was Grayson Allen, like which, a little dirty or little something, di- yeah. little dirty, but like your other team would hate him. But like, I can't even like he's just so workmanlike in the way that he goes about it. He's he really completely is. unintimidated, but he's not. Um, He's not outright. <clears throat> to, to your point on Bruce Brown, the sequence that sticks out to me last night is when Devin Booker grabbed Bruce Brown's yep. jersey, gave him a two-handed shove. Bruce Brown got right up in his face, shoved him back, walked away. Yep. Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray stepped in and just like smiled and smirked at Devin Booker. You know why, though? Because that's exactly the appropriate energy. The yes. energy was, and honestly, let's not kid ourselves. This happened to Yoke. Two years ago, he lost his cool, and the reaction course, to it yeah. was, look at how much we've bothered you. You yeah. took yourself out in the locker room, and it was a low moment of that series, at least. This is game two. And I love that Denver looked at that and goes, yo, are you mad? Are you mad? We're just beating you, bro. There's nothing else to it. We're just beating I you. I love Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon's reaction to And that, that was man. Jamal's reaction to the Chris Paul hard foul in game one. Too. Oh, yep. yes, you're absolutely like, right. The laugh. Like, look, man, I'm glad. We'd like to see him busting that out, essentially, you know? Jamal's like, wait, this is, like, all you guys have? Like, oh, there's a level of that. This is what you guys got. I'm beating your ass, Chris Paul, so badly in game one, you have to resort to that kind of cheap shot? Like, Devin Booker, you guys can't get anything going against this defense yeah. that everybody said you were going to kill? And, like, this is all you've got? The Nuggets also spent their regular season learning who they are, and the myriad ways in which they can win games, something that the Suns, a trade deadline team, don't have. And so what was the adjustment in game two from Phoenix's side? We got to make this physical. We got to make this a dogfight. Who was better suited for that? The Suns scored 87 points. They don't know how to do because that. Because Denver's Phoenix. version of a dogfight is um, yoke take the wheel, yeah. we'll ball out on defense, and this should probably be enough. The adjustment is just, it was another thing Denver was prepared for. Because over the years with Jokic, but particularly this season, remember they finished in first place. They took that regular season seriously. And as other teams are advancing, and that's becoming a bigger narrative, does the regular season matter? I think it mattered for Denver, and I think it reared its head in game two. Oh, that's a great take. I think this, I almost said this was an all time Jokic game. 
I don't think it was an all-timer because I don't think this no. was one of his <clears throat> best, but I would say it was a classic Jokic game, yes. meaning he was supremely great in mm. this. And in a way that was like, no, I see what it is. I see their choices they've made. I see how this game is going. I've got to just bully DeAndre Ayton. And he absolutely bullied him. I mean, we wondered about who the best players would be in this series. In game one, it was Jamal Murray with Jokic maybe third in that game, second or third, depending on how you put it. In this game, he was number one, yeah. full stop. And in no game has the best player been Kevin Durant or Devin Booker. And we're two games in already. Denver can win with those guys being the best player on the court, but the fact that you can't make an argument, in my opinion, for either of them being the best player in either game to me is pretty remarkable. It's insanely mm -hmm. remarkable. And the thing that just you hope people understand, which they probably don't because this is, even though we're talking about the two-time MVP, one of the most impactful players in the history of the NBA, people don't watch the Denver Nuggets. They just absolutely don't. So when you see these two games and you're like in the first – you know, you hear the flood of people being like, man, Jamal Murray is actually the Nuggets' best player. And you're then you see the next game where it's like, okay, now it's shifted. Now Jokic <laughs> just changes how he – like he just figures out how to win, how to play, changes intensity, changes what he's doing. Like I hope that people are paying attention and they see why the man is so valuable, <laughs> to use a, a, a very pointed word. Like he just – understands the game on a, in a way that other people don't, and he can do exactly what you don't want him to do. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that the swing, it's an all-time swing to go from Murray, not an all-star, doesn't get any votes to, There's, is he actually the best player? Insane. Is he actually better than the MVP? The way people can swing a narrative it's in both directions. Because they, they have a history of watching one game. Well, right? that is true. I do. I will say this, and this is why I credit Waz. You know, Bill Simmons says he watches every Nuggets game, and you can tell because he's not one of these guys that has weird takes about it. He's like, no, what are people doing? He he had a great comment that went viral yesterday where he said, I'll regret not voting him for the rest of my life. He's saying that a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but it's well, also a thing not. where it's... He means it, though. I highly doubt he's kicking himself the rest of the But right. nonetheless, there is a thing of... When you watch one game, your takes can be literally anything about the Nuggets. If it's a good Jokic game, whatever, yeah. bad, whatever. If you watch like one Nuggets game every two weeks, maybe you have a little bit more rhythm to it, but you still will be all over the board. You have to watch them every night to yeah. see the through lines of like, oh, yeah, he is at the heart of everything, no matter what statistical output or how the game flow goes. He's at the heart of it. Um, but yeah, all these other guys are put in comfortable spots, and sometimes they shine. And yeah. that's a great... Great way. When you look at the Suns, they are such an opposite of this. And some of this is they just haven't built a roster yet. This is a midseason trade team, very much so in every way. But some of it is also Kevin Durant either scores or doesn't on his possessions. That's kind of full That's stop. It. And then they pass to Okogi, who doesn't even look at the basket half the time. And it just plays like that where you're like, that's the difference between the yoke style and the KD style. Every non-Nuggets podcast right now is like, Nikola Jokic, man, he just he really makes every teammate better. And every <laughs> single second he's on the court, they're, they're like they get a great shot every time down. He is he is so incredible. It's like duh. Yeah, <laughs> we we we've been saying this for three years. No, like, no, he won the obviously. MVP. <laughs> was it on? It was Greg Anthony on the call last night, I believe. Right? And I, I think I have that right. And or at least in what I rewatched last night. And he's long been. Um, you know, a, a fan of Jokic's and a supporter of Jokic's. But he pointed it out in just a really simple way that hearing it from a, a former player was like, 
when guys get a chance to shoot and they see the ball go through the rim, they rebound better, yep. they defend better. They're better role players. Yep. And it's not a coincidence yeah. that every Jokic team seems to be greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. And and it's that. It's that. And guys and just feel a part of it and all those different things. I will say there are we do have a little bit of the um nobody believes in us mentality because it's true. Like they get the the short stick on all of this stuff. But I will say there's a lot of fans of Jokic out there. there and are. last night, Charles Barkley you saw, like, it was his opening line, basically, when they were, like, about the game, Chuck, and he's like, yeah, I thought these guys played good. But, but guys, we got to appreciate Nicola and what yeah. he does. Like, you can tell a genuine appreciation, especially from the big men. I mean, the stuff Akeem Olajuwon, we all know he's the one. That's the guy I love to watch. Tim Duncan, same thing. When he's on, that's the guy I like to watch. There's a real appreciation from the true bigs who know and see all the things Jokic does. And, like, Charles Barkley, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Charles Barkley is on the list of players that Jokic can surpass with a finals run. You know, yeah. and Charles Barkley's thought of an all-time guy, but when you start to put their accolades up, and I think Charles Barkley is one of those guys that sees it. He's like, man, that, that's hard to do. Dude. All that stuff he's doing, that's hard. Yeah, and it was also perfect last night because Jokic just was so dominant in a way that people want a big man to be dominant. Right. Just taking it to yep. DeAndre yep. Ayton in the post, on the block, muscling through him. I mean, he went 17 of 30 from the field. He went 15 of 24 from two-point range, two of six from three. Like, he played that game in the paint, around the rim, just out-muscling, out-physicaling the Suns defenders. He was just a beast. Like, that was a Shaq type of performance, you know, within the arc right. from Nikola last night. And the craziest thing about you know, there being Jokic guys that reveal themselves around the league. And, you know, you're like, oh, wow, there are a lot of Jokic supporters. But it was made this year. You had to have courage to be a Jokic supporter. <laughs> so and a lot of you people be, didn't have enough courage. You would be under <laughs> A lot of people right. didn't have enough. Yeah, by the, yeah, you, the, the narrative was so ugly and disgusting and uh, just so uh, just dis no one wanted to touch it. Because, yeah, you, you, suddenly you were talking about societal ills and social <laughs> issues. We're like, what are you talking about? He just had a triple-double. Like, right. that's what we're talking about. Um, it was terrible. It was, this was a terrible year as far as that's concerned. There's nothing sweeter, though, that then now when everyone is paying attention, the lights are on, uh, you get to see what the conversation is actually about. And it's surprisingly not about uh, race, if you can imagine. It's actually just about a really great basketball player. Yeah. Um, I do love your point though about this being a old school center game for Nicola because <laughs> you do he plays different styles again depending on what's needed and everybody knows the passing, jump shooting, all this stuff. But the fact that he just went and abused Aiton, I <laughs> watching the series has been funny because I both get why the Suns players hate Aiton, but also think that he's yeah. the scapegoat for all Me of too. their things. You know what I mean? Like they blame him, but at the same time, he brings a lot of it on himself. But at the but. He's in the torture chamber, man. Dude, it's what we said previewing this series. Jokic is on record respecting Aiton. It, that can't be the optics. Right. It can't look that way. It did not look that way in game two. He, it was, and I just mean in terms of the basketball, it was disrespectful. I also have to say, I know there are a lot of effort plays Aiton doesn't make, but like he's getting smoked by one of the best offensive players that's ever lived. And everyone's just looking at him like, come on, man. <laughs> no. I'm like, you guys, you guys guard him. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Um, what else from this game? You guys got any other <laughs> any other takes here? Oh, just it, 
so Phoenix, Monty mm. Williams talked pregame about wanting to push Jamal higher up the floor, wanting to push that pick and roll higher up the floor, try to get it away from the free throw line. And rewatching, they were picking Jamal up high, and it was like, but I feel like they almost went too far in the we can't let Jamal Murray beat us department because guess who did? Right. Jokic. Yeah. And it yeah. did feel a little bit of like a... It was closer, though. It was closer, and I think it was the right... It, you know, again, we know that Denver's plan A is actually not for Jokic to score 40 points. But again, it's just a reminder of the layers. Like a really good team like Denver, you start stri stripping away what they want to do. The last layer of it is they just give the ball to Jokic, and he wrecks you. Yeah, It's, it's a real pick-your-poison yeah. thing. Let's, you know? let's talk about Jamal, though, last night, because I rewatched the first half of this game, and it's all I've gotten through so far on rewatch. He did have a lot more open shots than I remembered watching it live. I do think there was an inability to get open shots from him, an inability to run his actions. They wore him down. They got into his space, all of those things that are going to be repeatable. But there was also just a miss the good shots that he got, transition, wide open three, you know, what have you. Are you concerned at all, Win, that they have unlocked something about Jamal Murray? One, wear him out on the other end, run him through prick and rolls over and over again. And two, get into his space because he's not good at drawing fouls and he's not good at getting around you. A little bit. I think they've they found a little bit of what they can do to slow him down because, yeah, he missed open shots. But I feel like he was getting different types of shots yes. in the first half of game two than he got in game one and just guarding him a different way. It, it would make anybody just think about it more and, and just like he was in a different rhythm than he was in game one. And like, that's what the Suns were able to do. Um, like Jamal after the game was like, nah, I just missed open shots. I've never gotten O of nine from three in a game. I've never gotten that cold. Um, so he's telling himself that it was just that, but I think there was a little of, you know, the Suns guarding him differently, forcing him to give it up a little bit more than they did in game one. And I just think it threw him off his rhythm slightly. And Denver will have to adjust. Yeah. They did throw him off. They definitely threw him off. I wonder with him, because Ryan Green from the arena showed, you know, always gives a little rapport. You as well. Like, hey, man, he looks so dialed in again. And I think he was. And when they started getting physical with him and running him through screens, I think he kind of revved up. Which doubled into it, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I do. Th I wonder. Like, we I always love com comparing basketball to boxing because boxing is, you know, it's emotional control, it's mental control under they pressure and under fatigue. Yeah, they <laughs> no teammates. No, punch I'm just each saying other. the part. Of, the part where it's like in boxing, a guy gets a good shot on you, and your your immediate response is, "Well, I got to get him back." But you can just be leaning into it yeah, further. Totally. And I think there was a little bit of an emotional. You know, I just think that Murray might have revved up when they were trying to rev him up, and then he was just so worn down. Yeah. And then it was obvious during the game, like, his body language was not good when he was missing shots, and yeah. really throughout yeah. most of the game, it was really bad. Uh, there was one timeout that Nuggets called, and, like, Jamal lingered on the court. He walked really, really slowly back to the huddle, and DeAndre Jordan came off the bench and, like, got in his ear. and It was, like, trying to hype him up. And it was almost like he was trying to keep him locked into the game because he could tell Jamal was just kind of drifting. So, um, yeah, Jamal will hit those open shots, but he, he's got to lock in like he did in game one and not let those misses just take him out of the game. But there is also something to <clears throat> not getting himself going at all versus the snowball effect when he does. 
because sometimes with Jamal on his worst games, you're like, that adjustment really took him out of it. Mm -hmm. And then he ruins Nikhil Alexander Walker's life. Yeah. You know, it's not always as simple as the adjustment. So some of this is Jamal could have and should have just played better. Yeah. Um, But I agree that the Suns exhausted him. There's a little bit of a damned if you do, damned if you don't from them, though, in that the harder they work to do that, the more they're exhausting themselves. They exhausted themselves 1,000%. They had 14 points in the fourth. Denver had some great defense. They made some adjustments. But you know what else? They were dead tired from their own strategy. And I'm not – look, the Chris Paul thing is unfortunate. We'll talk about that on the other side. But I think there's a part of this, too, of – they play their guys so many minutes, yep. and when they said, we're not going to take your minute total down, but we need you to play even harder, and then he gets hurt, and again, he's old, but this is what this is why people didn't buy the Lakers necessarily making it, and we'll see if they're wrong about that, but that's the whole idea of Anthony Davis is going to have to play hard 38-plus minutes a night, yeah. 20 times just to make it to the finals, and he's never really proven that, and last night, I do think there's a little bit too. Chris Paul gets a non-contact injury at 38 years old, in a game when the plan was to run the other guy ragged. Right. Might have just been a double casualty on that, on that one in game two. Let's take a break, though. I want to talk about where do the Suns go without Chris Paul before getting home. into the stonk report. <clears throat> just kidding. <laughs> well, they are going home. Oh, yeah, it's true. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. If you don't know where to get Breck Brew, check out the Breck Brew beer locator, breckbrew.com. That will tell you where to get Breckenridge Brewery. Wherever you are, just type in your zip code. If you're local, come down to the DNVR bar. We got tons of Breck Brew on tap. But if you're not local, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator and check out the Mile High City Golden Ale. You can't miss it. Look at that beautiful Nuggets can, that beautiful Nuggets Rainbow Skyline box. Breck Brew is the official beer of DNVR. Also, make sure to check out Ivy Nutrition of Wash Park. Let's go. Um, You can get a membership for free. 100% of your membership fee is applied to services of your choosing. Uh, you have to stop by the Wash Park location, though, to get the DNVR deal. It's on the corner of Alameda and Downing. Anybody who goes by their Wash Park location and mentions DNVR when they come in gets 50% off their first IV nutritional drip. Call them 720-259-4404 for more information. They've also got a lot of other services, wellness blood testing and consultations, intermuscular injections with vitamin formulas. They got an express lunch break drip, hydration drips. They got tons of stuff. Super professional. They take care of you. We've all been there. Definitely recommend their services. So stop by their Wash Park location, corner Alameda and Downing. Mention DNVR. Get 50% off your first IV nutritional drip. Let's go. So according to GameScore, not the best metric for analyzing how good of a game a player had. This was Jokic's sixth best playoff game yeah. of all time. Number one, it, it leans Spurs? Yeah, it leans really heavy points towards Spurs. points. Yeah. So it was the Spurs game where he had 43, 12, and 9, although he was pretty that's pretty good. That is good. <laughs> well, that was I if I remember, I mean that was 2019, but that was also another game where just nobody had anything. Yeah. And it was all him. It felt like such a closeout because they lose game one, almost lose game two, and then win. I think they lose game three, win game four, win game five. So they had momentum. Then you go to San six, Antonio. Just a goose, like a laid Dude, an egg from everybody. The, the but worst Yoke. part about that yeah. game is that, that San Antonio Coyote was like going crazy. <laughs> the worst part about that game is that we watched it at the View House room. Yeah, yeah. And I like, and I like couldn't, <laughs> I like, I, <laughs> it, it, 
the did, setting did they was, even have the game on? The setting was such that like <laughs> it didn't really impact me how it, impact how good his game was. I think later on yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree wow. with that. I agree. And then you dude, know, I think so, it was opening day or opening weekend or something yeah. for baseball too, and it was like, my god, I was like Nuggets standing party. up and somebody in a cabana would like tell me to move so they could see the TV better. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, what is happening? We've come a long way. We've come, we've come so far. Second, kind of second, second best game. 37 piece against the Blazers. I think this one was game six, but I'm not sure. Um, then you had Minnesota this year. The double was that the double OT one? The double OT game. Okay. 43 points, 11 16. You get <laughs> d- Nuggets game. at Golden State, the loss. I think this was game three. 37 18, 5 and 3. Yeah. From Yoke has such a monster play. Like, just while being guarded by Draymond Green for 48 minutes. <laughs> On a much. team with no second or third option. Yeah. Portland, the win in double overtime. Forbes, so that like was two years minutes. ago. That was the. the the big 55 piece from Damian Lillard that game, but Yoke was also 38, 11, and 9. That's right. Yeah. So Yoke also was incredible. And he then, didn't have to and foul then last night. To do it. So kind of interesting little uh, walk down middle lane. Two of his top six playoff games then coming from this playoff run already. And I feel like he's been in first game. Last night he went into fifth gear. That was the first game I feel yep, like he's kicked it into fifth gear. Reminder game, yeah. I just, uh, oh, I have to do it this time? Okay. And also just, I, I, I think Eric is right that a little bit of the outside noise and internally we're past this. We don't care. The MVPs are there, but like, oh, is it really Jamal? Is Jamal the reason they're winning the playoffs? You think? I, I think it was. Look, I, it's just. He said it, though. He's our best player. No, I know. It's actually hilarious. It's I actually know. an incredible move. It's man. Incredible oh, I want to hear this, though. It's an incredible move. I think Wind is right, but I think we, it was drifting in that way. And I just think it was a nice reminder for people, much like that Steph game was. Like, yeah. Oh, and, and Shuck said it. Like, hey, greatness is greatness. That was greatness. And if you forgot, because the Nuggets are balanced and they've got some team wins and other guys can step up, if you forgot for a second why this is a real contender, it starts with 15. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Chris Paul. That injury, we are probably not going to get an update because even though they probably know, <laughs> I just bet that's a thing you hold close to the vest until Thursday or Friday to, to announce. But yeah, my sense is I, I would bet... If you told me I have to place a bet one way or another, my bet is that he's done. Not just for game three, but groin injuries are famously yeah, slow healing. Yep. And and you can't overcome them. It's not like, oh, I'll just have to play through this. It's like, no, you're no, not going to no. be able to walk and run and guard. No. Like, yeah. If you tear like soft tissue. Even strain. Stra- yeah. Stra- but a strain is a small tear. You know? what, or like, what is a strain? Sprain. A sprain. No, a strain is a small tear. Yeah, I'm saying, I think but what's a, like a sprain is it. yeah, you can't not sprain a whatever's short of a tear. Let's just say the best case scenario. Yes. Uh, still hard. Yes, especially when you're talking about like that area where uh, you know you need to move your legs quickly to shift side to side. I mean, you can't like I hurt my foot at one point and I was like, well, I I, I guess I can't walk anymore. No, <laughs> I, I saw him leaving the arena, dude. He was limping. He did not look. Did not look. Yeah, thrilled. it's you would like, bet that, that he's done for at least game three, if it's not just. Hunt. It's he's my out. gut feeling. Yeah, I'd be mm-hmm. surprised. So if he's not able to go, the story of them is that they have four guys. If they're down to three, is this like damning to them? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. And it, it's funny because the image we have in the back of our mind that we did have heading into this matchup, Nuggets Suns, was just. Chris Paul running high pick and roll, getting to the elbow and just going up for that drifting away, fading away jumper and it just cashing every time. And he's done that a couple times this series, but 
there hasn't been a whole lot of Chris Paul going on. He's kind of just been standing in the corner a lot. Um, so it's not a, as big of a loss as it would have been a couple years ago. But yes, I mean, because when you're taking out Chris Paul, you're replacing him with campaign. Right. Like That's the biggest reason why it's a huge loss for them. Strong, strong agree. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not Booker's their best player, in my opinion, in this series by a lot. And it then it really is true. It is funny how uh, much more I fear him. Dude, it's, I'm kind of now a little recency bias. AG was incredible, but I'm fine with the ball in Durant's hands right now as opposed to Booker. But it's more of like, there's, there were only so many things this team did well in terms of variety, as it were, right? And now you just take that option away from them, another ball handler away from them. The ball has to be in Booker's hands even more, which is exhausting. Um, like Wynn said, they got to play campaign. Like they didn't, they didn't have the depth to lose anyone. So whether Chris is a Hall of Famer in this series or not, top. it's an impact. Yeah, you can't, they can't lose one of those top four. They can't. I mean, that's the construction of their team is, as has been pointed out by every person that looks at this, is extremely top heavy, which is good. You have very high end talent, but then after that. You know, they gave up all of their middle level talent to get the high level talent that's and if Kevin Durant isn't giving you the same production that would be uh even a combination of Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson, which he didn't last night, it's like we're in trouble. <laughs> we're in real trouble. Like Kevin Durant has to give you as much production as you lost by giving up players to get him, which so far he hasn't done at all. So mm. if they if they lose one of those four, like yeah, no, I mean it'll probably benefit Aiton. Like he'll be uh, featured more, probably he'll be or not. I have no idea actually. I, I no actually think it's harder on Aiton. Aiton probably is you're a guy right. that gets set up. He's really not going to get the ball now. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. You might be right. Bro's going to be doing cardio, dude. I think that it would be damning for them to such a degree that I would move to being shocked if they lost. If the, if the Nuggets didn't close it out in five. And this is not a disrespectful thing to Phoenix. Phoenix still can make adjustments when fully healthy that would be like, all right, let's see what else they have. I think Denver at this point with a two-game lead has answers for whatever that they could throw at them to win two of five. I just think they have that in them. But if you don't have Chris Paul, what worked in that last game was putting Yip Murray in so many pick and rolls to try to wear him out. That was I'm going to do this on the list, but there was a play early on where Murray had to guard four straight pick and rolls, and they were trying to do it every time. Chris Paul wasn't even trying to score. He was just trying to make him go through pick and rolls. He's like, screen, rescreen, rescreen, rescreen. Didn't go anywhere. He's just like, you know what's tiring? That. Make yeah. him do it. Man, if you don't have him, campaign's not doing that to Murray. Devin Booker can do it to Murray, but it's exhausting. Yeah, campaign for spending the whole possession lining up his jumper with his feet <laughs> pointing the wrong way. But nobody can do. Can you? I don't think you can replicate what they replicated on Jamal Murray without yes. Chris Paul. You can have a Kogi and Tory Craig push up on him on defense, but Murray will solve that. They're. I mean, he solved Nikhil Alexander Walker, but the the other side where you can make him go in pick and rolls, nobody else can do that but Chris Paul. Agreed. So to me, I think it would be absolutely, absolutely damning. Yeah. If I've got one there. more point to make on the series. Um, this was a massive playoffs for a lot of people. It was a massive playoffs with a ton of pressure for Michael Malone. I've loved Great. the job that Michael Malone well, yeah. has done these playoffs. I've, I've loved the coaching job that he's done. Might come up in Stonk Report. Okay. Because I oh. think it was one of the reasons I wanted to do Stonk Report okay, was really to it. talk about Michael the Malone. Malone. Stonk goes to wind. Remember yeah. that. Malone. But I will let you. Actually, you know what? Let's take our last break yeah, and let's sure. play Stonk Report sure. on the other side. Because I was going to talk about Christian Brown, but again, Stonk Report. Sure. Uh, when you get hurt, Backus and Shanker, 
is here to help. Backus and Shanker, they win for Colorado families. That's what they do. Um, they've been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. And they're free. You don't pay them any money until they win your case. No upfront fees. No fees while they work on your case. No fees unless they win your case and they've won over $1 billion for their clients. They've got neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. So check them out. Backus and Shanker, they help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. Give them a call today, 222-2222, to find out if you have a case. Again, for free. Don't pay them any money up front. Don't pay them any money while they work on your case. You only have to pay them when, not if, when they win your case and they've won over $1 billion for their clients. So give them a call. They've got the easiest number to remember, 303-222-2222. Give them a call. Find out if you have a case for free. Backus and Shanker wins. Now you don't have to pay by the two. <laughs> Each two not. is free. That would be really rough. It'd be expensive. <laughs> be very, very expensive. A lot of twos. Uh, guys, do you want tickets to uh, a Nuggets playoff game? Yeah. Do you want to be at maybe a closeout game five or maybe you're in Phoenix? You want to watch the Nuggets maybe close out in four oh, in Phoenix oh. in enemy territory? Holy smokes. Uh, check out the game time app. Uh, make sure to use the code DNVR. Um, you're going to get $20 off your purchase from uh, game time when you redeem the code DNVR. Terms do apply, but create an account on the game time app use the code dnvr get 20 dollars off if you will want it to sit courtside at an nba game if you want to go to a rockies game sit behind home plate those tickets probably a little cheaper uh concert <laughs> shows play for the rockies sporting events do you want to just like be in the lineup <laughs> like you might be able to do that on game time um concert shows sporting events game time is your go-to don't be messing around with all those last or, or those third-party websites. They've got flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They've got images and seat views of all the tickets that you're looking at. Lowest price guarantee. They've got event cancellation protection, job loss protection, etc. Uh, so terms apply. Create an account. Redeem the code DNVR for $20 off Hell yeah. your purchase at game time. And again, the tip I will give you with game time when you're searching for tickets next to the dollar signs, the last option is to show all in pricing. So you get, it shows you the final price you'll pay. So there's no, the fees, there's no, there's no fee shock. You're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Back here. Segment three, DNVR Nuggets podcast. Please give us a like here. Boost this up. Let everybody know that we're doing a show. Uh, we want all Nuggets fans, all Nuggets enjoyers to be all watching the show. Join in the community. <laughs> um, so let's do a little stonk report, and Hell I'll let yeah. you go now. To I want to go through a lot of the players as fast as we can because there's a lot some that are really really interesting. But let's start with Michael Malone. Um, yeah. This was a huge pressure playoffs coming into. We talked about it. Yeah, we brought us no joy to say that he could be fired with a flop in the playoffs. <laughs> so that just sets the stage for it wasn't like a guarantee to be an up arrow. But how are we giving Malone so oh far? Oh my god, he's way up, man. Teflon Mike getting another <laughs> coating. I gotta go on a little rant, and okay, look, let's yeah, go. Cook. Save it. we Save all it. know. Who, Cook. Save it. Well, for what? Later. I think, I think it get even sweeter. I think. All right. Oh, just cook. Uh, my thing. Here's my thing. I'll say that I was gonna say, which is one of my pet peeves is when a team is down. A lazy yep. analyst will often be like, 
No adjustments. When clearly there are huge adjustments being made, they may or may not work. But that's one of my pet peeves is just to be like, oh, that's because there was no adjustments. There were a lot of adjustments in this game. Yeah. There was a lot of adjustments for <laughs> yeah. both teams in this game. So yeah. anyway, just one of my pet peeves. Malone, but, though. But I think Malone's biggest move of game two was not going back to Michael Porter Jr. in the fourth quarter. And I thought it was absolutely the right move. And usually we're on the other side of it. We're like, oh, you got to go back to Porter. Right. But it was clear to me watching that like MPJ was not in that game in a way that he needed to be. He yep. was not locked in. He was not engaged. He looked lost at times in the first half. And it was obvious that I thought they should have stuck with Bruce Brown. And they did. And like Michael Malone throughout these playoffs, he's stuck with what I think is the correct eight-man rotation. Like These are the eight guys the Nuggets should be playing. I think Jeff Green's been fine. I've loved how he's played Christian Brown. I, I've loved how you know he's staggered two, three starters with the bench. That you know is so clearly the right move. It's insane to me that they never did this in the regular season. Well, did it the playoffs? Not actually and it worked insane. perfect. It's not insane to me. I'm with because Wayne. you don't want to tire out Aaron Gordon. Well, yep. that part I understand for yeah. sure. But I just still think you would have played it one game. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm just saying this. Not no, showing I, the hand. Right? I think they went to it a couple of times, saw that it worked, and they were yeah, like, we're I good. think they we're had good. a feeling it was definitely going to work. Look, clearly it's right, and because there's been no ramp up. It right, just works. Right, and an advantage to playing a deep bench in the regular season is so you don't t tire out your guys, and I think that was definitely part of the thinking. But I think his rotations have been great. Yeah, He's had his team absolutely ready to play. Like It's so clear that... The coaching staff has given the Nuggets a great game plan in round one and a great great game plan again in round two. And it, it's like so funny because we've covered Michael Mullen for so long. He is such a grinder and he is so detail oriented and just like obsessed with game planning and coaching. And it's always so hilarious to me if the Nuggets come out in like a third quarter and just shit the bed and like aren't ready to play or, you know, the first quarter of a game against the Timberwolves and aren't ready to play. And everybody's like, oh, Malone doesn't have the team ready to play. It's like, are you kidding, man? Do you think this guy who spends his entire life and day thinking about the team the Nuggets are playing that night and game planning and making sure they have their right scheme and just all their P's and Q's, all their T's crossed heading into every single matchup. Do you think he really doesn't have this team ready to play? It's hilarious just, it's just to me. Yeah, it's man. so lazy. It's comical. He's had his team ready to play this whole playoffs, and I, I think he's coached a great two series so far. Agree. Yeah. Agree. The, the thing about Michael Malone and the thing about this team that I have always, like, I've always, like, really held and, and felt, like, very – confrontational about years ago and would fight about online was that uh, Tim Connolly, Michael Malone, uh, these players were bad. They were over the, in over their head. They were bad at their jobs. And over their head was a phrase a lot with Tim Connolly. Tim Connolly. There was that famous ESPN article written. Oh, that's why. That was You're talking right, yeah. about how they fumbled the Kenneth Fareed trade. They didn't really know what they were doing. Um, and it was... That was they, true, technically. Yes. But the thing that people never acknowledge in sports especially because it is really a year-by-year -year thing and if you fail generally you're you do get fired but the denver nuggets have been allowed to grow naturally in the darkness is that people get better at their jobs the longer that they do it so michael true. malone has in the past made 
bad decisions. He has been emotional at times when he shouldn't be. He has been slow to make adjustments that seem obvious to others. Um, and there have been things that you can point at that are like, he's too, he's handling this situation wrong. All the same, he has been getting better the whole time. The team has been getting better the whole time. This is the concept of not skipping steps. Like it, it's something that's rare in sports because usually when there's so many eyes on you, there are, there's impatience that comes with it and things aren't allowed to coalesce and grow and move in the right direction. But the Nuggets have been blessed by the fact that no one has been paying attention to them. No one cares. <laughs> there's so not true. pressure on them to really so get blessed. rid of anybody. And in the end, it's like made them strong, like Oak, like they get it. They know what to do. Michael Malone is not, none of these situations are too big for them because they've been through them over and over and over. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, I've seen this before. Now I know what to do. Like people get better at their jobs. And so I feel like in the past, I, I would try and defend Michael Malone and it, it, it would come off like a weird, you know, like that weird, um, like you always like to bring up that meme, like, uh, totally valid criticism and me the nerd jumping in front uh oh, my man but my god like people get better he's yeah. gotten better like yeah. oh this team gets better it's, yeah it's I, I just i just think back to that um that late season game against the rockets where the nuggets just like weren't ready to play or they just didn't show up they just like yeah. cashed it in and everyone was like michael malone did not have his team ready to play <laughs> it's like are you kidding man like how lazy of a take can, can you make up like that is the laziest take ever you think like he didn't give them the scouting report prepare like he does for every single game like guys oh, were in houston man what it's so <laughs> lazy i just think it's composure you know that's where he's grown the most Ooh. murray talked about it last night at the podium Ooh. malone was a white knuckler man like he just can't let go and as this team has gotten better at holding each other accountable he's relaxed he's a calmer coach he's more composed in the playoffs and Murray has talked about how the huddles have been more and more the players talking to each other, him backing away, letting them do that. I think Malone is a micromanager at heart, and I think he's learning now how to trust his team, and he looks less, more composed, less panicky than ever before. I love that take, but the Nuggets 1-5, they're up 2-0. Is there any chance this is a, and he's been relaxed, yeah, I think, because he knows his team. Really there's a lot to that. There's a lot to that. But I also like, well, I Jen, even in practice leading up to the series, I just expected him to be so much more nervous, and he has been so calm. It's because yeah. he actually has a team. I yeah. think, but I mean, his hands. <laughs> I think calm, that's a big part of it. And he cut a steam vent in the top of it, <laughs> so he's yeah. not as angry. Oh, you, you should see the other guy. <laughs> Pickleball accident. Um, <laughs> so according to the broadcast, but in all sincerity, like. It's not going to be smooth sailing like this the whole way. And do you think he reverts back to White Mecklen? Yeah, maybe. That'll be the, his big his test, test, I yeah. think, and how he responds to that. But all all indication from the players when they talk about it is that that's Malone's area of growth. I love it. This is a veteran team, though. Like This is why coaches always want veteran teams is because yeah. it's just easier to be decompressed. And the one rookie he has, by the way, we'll talk about him, doesn't look like a rookie at all. And his veterans... Are, we can say this too much, but they're so vocal. Right. KCP, Jeff, DeAndre, like it's there. KCP sat up there at the podium. He sounded like Paul Millsap of old and Michael Malone himself. Like I'm just telling these guys every day: defense, 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 defense. And I, but even guys like Aaron Gordon, who are veterans, he's not like, is Aaron Gordon taking this seriously? Do I need yeah, to? Go? Is sure. he calm? And he's like, no, he's been here before. He knows exactly what he needs to do. Um, Jamal Murray. 
Oh, interesting. man, there's a tough this time This is playoffs to at large question. or this series? Are you stonk report? How you stonk report, you guys? I actually think this one's easy. Yeah, I think this one's easy. I'm surprised it was hard. Well, I Eric? mean, he did just have a hair, terrible game. He Eric? had a bad game. He did. He's been up and down. But he's playoff Murray. I, I feel like he's a little different, though, because last night he came to the podium and just, like, talked about his bad game. And he talked about it in, like, a very reflective way. Took a lot of blame. Like, took a lot of blame. Said he played bad, you know, which he did. And, like, owned up to it. And I just felt like it was a very mature way of him looking at it and kind of taking it in stride and compartmentalizing it. And I think he's going to be better because of it. I, I just think he's he's growing up and um, I think he's more suited now to absorb that kind of game than he's been in the past. It is funny, though, that he chastised the media for always questioning him and then came out with his stuff. He, had, he, he knew it, too. He had to get back up there. I know. Like, I, I appreciate it. You guys all think I don't know him. He was like, he's like Nick, I, I got to go. I got to get back up. Hey, guys, but I'm he did sorry. It. No, he did it. He did it. No, he I, did. I, I heard he it. Did Here's it. the thing, though, and I put this out on the on Twitter last night, and um, you know, our colleague Matt Schubert the Denver Post kind of question. I said, like, Murray and Jokic in the clutch carried them home, and, you know, oh, I think it was KCP, not Murray. B both correct here. KCP more so in terms of impact, you know, on he that made game. He shots. made the shots. But here's what I mean and the perspective I was coming from. Jokic dominated the whole game and Murray struggled the whole game. At the end, you needed to have something to go to to generate the right looks. And that was the Jokic-Murray two-man game. Yep. And Murray in the fourth quarter was actually good, yes. yeah. especially in the clutch when yeah. it, the later it got. He got the ball to Jokic exactly... Passes. Exactly yeah. where he needed to. He hit a to. shot too. He hit a he shot. Did hit a shot. But and he but he got the ball where exactly where it yep. needed to go on a possession by possession basis. And a game that was a defensive slog turned into more of a slog for the Suns and less of a slog for the Nuggets in the stretch. And yes, KCP knocked down the shots, but one night it's gonna be KCP, and the next night Porter, the next night Gordon. Like yep. those are the results. The ball those are the results of a good process. The good process is Jokic and Murray, yep. and Murray finally showed up to be able to get him the ball there. And again, not to belabor this point, Chris Paul gets hurt. Maybe it's different if Chris Paul's there. Maybe Chris Paul's too tired if he's still there to be able to hound him like that. But this is one reason why I think the Chris Paul absence is so bad is Murray was unchained at the end of the game. Mm. And I think it's part of why he got back into that rhythm. Interesting. But to me, the reason for me this is an easy up for Murray despite the last lad game, the inconsistency is still there. I'm sorry. Last game proves it. It's still there. But Murray, Jokic, two-man game remains the best or at least the S-tier two-man game in the NBA. You might tell me Draymond, Steph, LeBron, and Anthony Davis are as good, but I just don't think they're better, and that's such a good thing to have. Yeah. Quick question, though. I mean, how can you say something remains and then say it's up? What do you mean? It remains the best two-man game in the NBA. That, to me, says side-by-side. Side. The same. It, it hasn't gone up. That means it's the same. Anyway, uh, vote T, please. No, but it has <laughs> gone up. And that the Nuggets are now, <laughs> Nuggets offense now opti opti uh, <laughs> playing at an even higher level. Uh, well, I mean, no, I'm telling you, it is up because they're not just doing this against the Houston Rockets. They're not just doing this against a team that didn't game plan for them. They're doing it at the highest possible levels. And honestly, it is up. I mean, Murray well, what game, I, what I will is agree Murray to. having a better postseason than regular season statistically? What I will agree to is that, yeah. Like, what I think is, like, he has returned to where we know he can be. 
but he was down <laughs> before that, so he's gotten back up to the same. So again, I'm right. Let's go. Semantics report. Well, that's this, this yeah, is a show. Go, this, ahead. This, go this, ahead. This show is literally us talking. That's a great. I point. think he's. This up. is a hundred percent semantics. That's a great point. I think he's <laughs> up from what, honestly, from my expectation of him. So I, that's I, the. I that's, no, right. I know. I know. It's a good um, I just want to be right. Aaron Gordon. Oh, dude, come on! I can't. Is Aaron Gordon actually? Let's rephrase it another way. I guess because we're all going to be up here. Is it at an all-time high? Yeah, man. He's that, at an ATH right that, now. That was Aaron Gordon's best game as a Denver Nugget. It was in the playoffs. Ooh. It was against Kevin Durant. It was arguably the biggest game of the Jokic era to date, and he was phenomenal. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't just good. And sometimes Kevin Durant's difference between a very good game and a transcendent game or even a bad game is like, he'll probably hit those shots next time. I don't think you can say that. No, nah, man, he night. bothered him. Yeah, he bothered him. Gordon was there, man. And so it's the second series in a row where Denver's had all these luxuries offensively, and then it's like, Aaron, listen, man, it'd be great if you could score, and he has, but can you just go be an all-NBA defensive-level player? And last night I thought he was a defensive player of the year caliber player. Yeah. He took Cat out of the series oh, against the right. Timberwolves. He eliminated him from that series. Got that right. dog in him. Cat yeah. eliminated himself a little too, but he did a great job. He did, unbelievable man. job. He is the backup center. He played backup center sometimes against a Towns Gobert front Unreal. line in that first round. Um, now he's doing it again against a little less uh, intimidating backup front line. <laughs> but yeah, the work he did on Kevin Durant last night, phenomenal. It's exactly. phenomenal. It's exactly why you trade a beloved member of the Denver Nuggets, Mr. Nugget at the time, to get a guy like Aaron Gordon. This was the perfect piece at the perfect time. Um, and it's just been us waiting and waiting and waiting to see everything come together so it could be what we saw, that amazing vision of the Denver Nuggets that we got for those eight games before tragedy befell uh, <laughs> because of me. Um, and... They're just back. I mean, it's, um, I don't know. There's just, there's, I, I mean, I just hope this continues. It's just, there's something so satisfying about seeing something, believing in something, seeing the vision of it, and then having it taken away from you and then still having your faith tested. Like, are you going to remain? Do you think they still have it? Was that a mirage? And being like, no, I, I believe in the construction yeah. of these players and I'm willing to wait for it. And now we're waiting, and it's just like, yes, yes. There's no defense against the Denver Nuggets. Aaron Gordon um, can do so many things on the offensive side. He is so impactful on the defensive side. There are all of these players that fit perfectly in this puzzle that just at the end of the day, it's like if they are playing, it's like an unsolvable. Yeah. Let's keep going, though, here. Michael Porter Jr. Hate to do it. But there are caveats. Michael Porter down. Interesting. Yeah. But there are caveats. MPD. His defense has been up. good. Very, I think, yeah, good. Good, good to very good in, in this No series. complaints. I agree. Um, I, I just thought this was going to be the playoffs where, like, there were no questions about just his overall impact on a game, you know? And it's he's still the guy who, you know, one night he can be like a piece of the big three, you know, hit big shots. And then another night, two nights later, like it's just clear he shouldn't be on the floor in the fourth quarter. Like I, I thought there was going to be just more um, 
just more consistency. I think he could have been on the fourth in that game. Like defense, that it's usually because of defense that he's not on the floor in the fourth. And I think he was not yeah. on the floor in the fourth because they needed a ball yep. handler. Yep. Um, a defense. Maybe. So like the defensive stuff and the rebounding. This is why I called him a circle of trust player because that stuff's still there. But I'm with Wind. That last game, maybe it was a little more apparent in the arena too. But Porter's had two for seven games where he never takes himself out of it. Plays with a winning spark is laser focused he took himself out of that game he put his head down at one point jeff green was trying to get him psyched up after the and one dunk yeah and to me i give him an f in that game which i know is really harsh and it is an f and it's down because he allowed his poor shooting to take himself out of a playoff yeah. game yeah. and that's the stuff he can't do but but the defense and the rebounding i think it's almost too good to be true so far to me, I would have gone up, so I would have been an outlier wow. here because he's down in last night. But I don't think he was removed from the game for something he did. I think to your point, <laughs> in some ways, he was removed from the game because of how Jamal bad Jamal Murray and was, you can't, like, and you can't bench maybe. Jamal. There's Jamal, lots of Jamal that, was yeah. well, you can't bench him, but also. Look, man, they needed another ball handler because Jamal couldn't break free, free of that, and they needed to free him up. So. It's not MPJ hate. I mean, come on, man. How many times <laughs> do I have to get up here and be embarrassingly He's, high the on Bridgenda the Bridgenda is literally Michael Porter, junior yeah. supporter. Like, um, he'll, I, dude, it's he'll be, he'll I will be say, fine. Though, I will say, though, I would have been up because the fourth quarter clutch shooting in the playoffs so far is not just a one-game thing. It's a yeah. multiple-game thing. The defense has been the fact that he is. We've never once talked about him being a negative defender. He has big rebounding games in this one. I actually think he's been really good, and I'm less surprised that he was taken out. Here's the thing about roster construction: Jokic is never getting taken out of the game, and Murray is almost never getting taken out of the game. Maybe there's a scenario I could foresee where they would remove him, but almost never. Everybody else, it's about the matchup. And you don't want to take Porter out. You don't want to take Aaron Gordon out. You don't want to take KCP out. But there are situations where, to your point, we just need another ball handler. We right. just need another rebounder. We just need another this or that. Um, and Porter, unfortunately, is a great player, but the roster construction has it that he is a interchangeable place. See, but that, that to me, is why he's down, is that you would never take Clay Thompson out. Like, it does, there's not a matchup where you're like... We got to get this guy out of here. Like this is the. He, but that, but he I think that's be, because Steph Curry would never get. But he should be one of these three pillars. Like, I, I, it's not but, that. But like, I'm not like he doesn't get Clay doesn't not get taken out because of Clay. It's Steph Curry doesn't get locked up by. I understand career. that. I understand, but I it, there's a certain point where there's like. I look at Michael Porter Jr. as part of the three-headed monster of the Denver Nuggets, like the real true like death lineup, um, and it's a little discouraging to me just looking at the overall outlook on his effectiveness and who he is that he can be taken out at the end. They, they, they're like, oh well, like his talent is such that you would you should never consider taking him out. It, there's like no matchup where you're not like, oh, well, he's going to knock down a three that's going to be devastating, so it's fine, like whatever it is. So, I mean, I, I don't think he's playing poorly, and I think that there's a lot of things that actually are going way up, and there's a little recency sure. bias because of just yeah. this last game, but yeah. like overall, I think, like I just expect more of him. We're doing yeah, strong report after his worst game yes, of the yes, playoffs. Exactly. So technically, sure. he's yes. down. Different question. Am I concerned about MPJ? No, 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 no. no. Let's go lightning round here real quick for the rest of the guys. We all get like 10 seconds to talk about him. Nikola Jokic. Bang. Um, yeah, I mean. Enough said. Best player Bang. in the world. Let's go. 
You're going down. No, no, no. It's up. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of a fun question. I was trying to think I'm of a fun kidding. question. Um, <laughs> Jokic's best game of the playoffs ahead of him or behind him? Ahead. 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 Yeah. I For agree. Sure. I agree. Um, KCP. Well, after <laughs> coming Man. off, I know last this is night. like <laughs> we should just call this recency bias the game. I will say this though: here's the thing about KCP. I put it on the timeline last night. He's right on time. Yep, his shots like it wasn't like he's hit a million shots in the playoffs. He's hit a good amount, but they've all been right on time. Yeah, Strong last agree. night never more so than last night. See, we saw him do it to us before. Yeah, <laughs> we really have actually. <laughs> uh, let's go to Bruce Brown. Oh my God! Oh, oh come on, man! Come this on! Might be the, this might be the biggest rise in all of the playoffs. I think you're Bruce right. Bruce in the playoffs. I, I, in a, in the worst way, man. I'm telling you, I have completely lost hope that we resign. Bruce I know. Brown. Oh, I know. it's done. Forget about it. Dude, I have it. people in the DMs hit me up, like from other other writers and stuff. Like, hey, man, uh, what do you think Bruce Brown does this offseason? I'm like, yeah, he's available. Takes like, the he's, bag. Yeah, he guys is kind of <laughs> takes the bag. Everybody but, wants you know, Bruce Brown because right he's now. earned it. He really is. You're right. In all the who has, of all the teams, who has a higher? Who would we have to put? Jimmy Butler right now is yeah, like, but he, no, we, but, role but we've seen that role players with higher yeah. playoffs. Games. But I'm saying like this. I don't know. Jimmy Butler has gotten. He had, but him. we but we know this of Jimmy. We've yeah. seen him do this before. Bruce Brown is like really coming from a place of like people know the name to like, oh man. Like I'd have to Brown really is think. a maniac, man. <laughs> that dude is possessed on the court. Dude, I'd have he's to insane. Really think. He's, I, it was wild. I think <laughs> the most. The most proud I was of Bruce last night. Such a weird way to frame it. Maybe the best thing Bruce did last night was not punch Devin Booker in the face. Because <laughs> like, he wants to shoved him in the chest he and walked to. away. He was and like, best- "Bro, I'm, I'm Bruce. I don't need to deal with this." Dude, and the greatest part about Bruce Brown is that I'm not positive his entire persona isn't a bit. <laughs> his cowboy hat he wears know, a bass fishing hat We're he's not from sure. Boston I don't know I don't, don't know, know what he's all about but I love it he's got us all fooled I think <laughs> um, how about uh, Jeff Green dude I'm gonna do it whoa uh, Green for the arrow uh, I'm gonna go near there's like a seal there's like a I think Jeff Green's been fine I think he's been fine <laughs> I love uh a rise for Jeff Green is that he's fine. It is. <laughs> Jeff Green has done some tough assignments. I mean, he guards Kevin Durant. He guard. He's guarded some big time players. He had four moments. rebounds, two blocks last night. I, I'm with you guys. I think it's up. And then lastly, Christian Brown. I mean, uh, I mean, the uh, last rookie left in the playoffs, Harrison. Yeah, is he? He's the only rookie in a rotation right now. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now, when you say in the rotation, you undersell it massively. I was sitting thinking this on my drive-in. A rookie didn't really play till January. He's guarding Kevin Durant. I know. The <laughs> hardest possible one-on-one Devin assignment Booker. you can get. And can I tell you something? Really good. He yeah. is. Aaron Gordon deserves the flowers for how well he guarded him. Yeah. Christian Brown, a close second. Honestly, that's what's so crazy. Aaron Gordon was unbelievable. Christian Brown, close second. I agree, man. I think it's so unbelievable and so encouraging that the Nuggets have this dude Locked up for years to come, and he looks like already an, a part of your eight-man protection against gotta, the best offensive. You got to go back and find it. I swear to God, you were saying this was going to happen that they were going to. I'll look, be honest. They I were looking guarding Kevin Durant, but, well, <laughs> but you were talking about take that one. You were talking about how you could see him being a part of the rotation going into the playoffs because he was that type of player, the right, type right. of player. Look that at Harrison's Denver face right now. He's like, what was I saying? Well, I'll be honest, he, though. I was, uh, he was on earlier, but then he banged the drum harder than anyone has banged it for Christian no, Brown. I said it after forward. the second game of the season. Yeah. Well, this the was first like, game that Christian Brown played minutes, it was against the Warriors. Yeah. And I was like, 
Holy shit. Yeah. Well, Summer League for me, if you remember, he... Yeah. I was not there in Summer no, League. He, I was not quite I'm there. telling you, he didn't make any shots, yeah. and it was so bad that yeah. you worried. But every game, it was like three steals, two blocks, like eight rebounds. He just does stuff, and that's what he does at this level. It's a, so consistent, yeah. and the shot making comes and goes. Luckily, when he plays with good players, he just doesn't shoot. And so the missed shots or the inconsistent right. shooting doesn't matter as much. To me... I'm so high on Christian Brown. He's the exact type of player you need to have in a championship rotation. And the fact that he's locked up with the Nuggets for years and that this is likely the worst he'll ever be is so encouraging, <laughs> man. I mean, is he already the best individual defender of the Jokic era? Maybe. He just doesn't, doesn't bite like on anything. That doesn't feel like an overreaction. I don't know right if he's now. quite there. I mean, just Aaron yet, Gordon. I don't know. Okay, here's the thing. If he could know. hit a shot, you know, we would I mean, still be talking about Shaq Harrison. I want to throw that out there. Shaq Harrison is a really good defender. <laughs> You're right. But he's it's, so, it's a weirder. He's so bad. It's a different, but you know what? I'm even still. I'm with Wind. No, he is right. such an unbelievable right. defender. That's not a crazy statement. I think you right. I think he might be right. The way he challenges runouts. The way he stays down. He's He's just so disciplined. All right, let's take a quick little mini break, and then I want to just spend a couple minutes here talking about this uh, Lakers-Warriors matchup because we're not so far away that we can at least turn one one eye, peripheral vision. Uh, eyes on the prize right now. I think you can. I'm, I, eyes are on the prize. But hey, peripheral I need you to lock in on this series right now. Peripheral vision, we can go over here. Are you going to get over this? No, are we going to get on. over it? That was a good callback. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Check out Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass oh, yeah. company. Block out the sun. They have a world-class nice. product. Block <laughs> out the sun. Dude, somebody needs to buy some Shady Rays. Tag them With in the tweet Rays. and be like, ready to block out the suns. And then tag the suns. <laughs> <laughs> um, durable frames. Extremely clear optics. Just as good, if not better, than some of those really expensive brands that break easily and you probably waste a lot of money on. Um, if you lose or break your Shady Rays, even on day one, Shady Rays um, is going to give you a new pair, no questions asked. They've got um, awesome frames, tons of different styles. Just go to their website, ShadyRays.com, scroll the page. They've got like six, seven, eight just different styles of sunglasses. Uh, ShadyRays.com, use the code DNVR, 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by 250,000 people. ShadyRays.com. This is an, a deal exclusive for DNVR listeners. Use the code DNVR, 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're getting into the time of, of year where you want to block out nature. Gotta get those out what? Nature. The sun is a little, a little much during this time of year. You're not a is big nature sun, guy. Is the sun nature? We consider that nature. It feels yeah. more like celestial. But I, nature to me is short for natural. Okay. This episode of the DMVR <laughs> Nuggets podcast brought to you by Illegal Pete. The, the natural world. Spring is here. That means patio beers. What? Patio beers oh, in the spring. Are you gonna, and then, you know what this you need? Denver. Sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> Kick off the spring season with a house beer bucket for you and your whole crew. This is going on at Illegal Pete's right now. Any of their locations. Five refreshing 16-ounce beers. For 15 bucks. What? That's $3 a beer. Unreal. Doesn't get much better than that. Soak up the sun with a loaded burrito and a crisp beer at the patio of any Illegal Pete's location. Illegal Pete's your spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Get 
a uh, beer bucket, five beers, five 16 ounce beers for 15 bucks. Call up a couple friends, split that bucket with them, three beers each, boom. Um, five refreshing 16 ounce beers for 15 bucks. Check it out. Any Illegal Pete's location. Yeah, I did. Um, all right. Let's take a look now at these, um, the, the other Western Conference game. I love this, by the way. I love that every other podcast gives 11 seconds to the Nuggets and then the whole rest of the yeah, time. Yeah. We only have the, a couple we're of giving 11 seconds to this goddamn <laughs> We're matchup. even probably giving too much, to be honest. <laughs> no, we're not. Because, I mean, up 2-0, again, eyes on the prize. We're looking forward. But oh, I'm boy. Just, again, using the peripherals oh, to be jeebs. like, Warriors, Lakers, how do we think this is going to go? I think that the Warriors are going to advance. No question. No question. No question. So this one's easy for you. Easy. I mean, there is, easy. there's some question, right? Like a lot of the... Here's uh, the, a question. The, the Warriors very nearly did not advance out of the first round. And Kings one are of the, good. One of the big reasons that they did advance was Kavon Looney. And is, you know, this isn't a one-to-one thing, but is Looney going to sun Anthony Davis the way he sunned Sabonis? <sighs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. And so that, to me... Like, not to sound like anyone who's ever talked about the Lakers, but it all comes down to Anthony Davis. Um, is he a dog or is he uh, is he soft? Is it or is, is he, he a ED? cat? <laughs> <laughs> or an, or an ant? You, you, yeah, you spoke go. right over my, my ED. There's AD. And there's ED. Oh wow, we've got like three sick burns in yeah. all on top Check of one. Check out Roman. <laughs> let's go. Uh, all right, let's hold go. on. You don't think this will be close? No, I don't think it'll be close. I really don't. I, I'm such a non-believer in the Lakers. I just, I just. Uh, they beat the goddamn Memphis Grizzlies. But I, I, I watch the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm like, That's what how I'm are, saying, how are like, they? The, the, the Grizzlies are such frauds that the Lakers might also be frauds. Yes, but we can't tell because they beat down another fraud. Yeah, it was like it was, yes, it was fraud on fraud crime, dude. I, I just don't. I don't have any belief in the Lakers. I mean. They'll get a game or two. The the Warriors are going to be like, oh, they can't really win on the road. But you yeah. give me a break. Like, yeah. it, to me, this is five, six tops. I think the Warriors win. I think it should be a shorter series than it turns out to be. I'm I'm pretty much with D line. Like, I think the Warriors will mess around in a game like they usually do. Just lose. I it. think they might lose tonight. Yeah, they. They're, they're coming up. They're coming up. Entirely possible. Yeah, they might they're, lose they're tired. Like they've really had a day It's off. in Golden State. Oh, they won't lose. But they have a five days rest for LeBron and AD. Game seven for yeah. the Warriors. I just I can see. I, it. I think it's. I'll say Warriors in seven. In seven. Yeah. Oh, would that not be ideal for Denver? It would be. <laughs> Warriors <laughs> off of two seven game series. Like. Yeah. William Mitchell, resident Warriors fan, he thinks six or seven because the Warriors are somewhat inconsistent in effort. Yeah, I- I'm with that. Like they're gonna drop a game like inexplicably. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. They're gonna get blown out one game. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. But they'll still win the series. I do. I'm so curious to see Anthony Davis because he has been unbelievable, and he has an argument when he plays like this for the best defender in the world. Sure. And we always talk about Jokic and Embiid; those are the bigs. Anthony Davis is in that tier to me sometimes. Right. Yes. At his very best. That's the sometimes. The sometimes is the important. And honestly, he also has games very where he scores rarely. thirteen points. He very rarely, I would say, is he up here. But when he's up there, it's true. It, like he really is a defensive monster. It's like having. Rudy Gobert and Giannis combined. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's he's Rudy Gobert on the perimeter. Because of the Jokic juxtaposition, it's always Embiid's the big, who's the dominant defender. And, like, he is at times. But he also, 
to me, Anthony Davis is of the best bigs in the world. He's the one defensively who has like a superstar gear on that end. I think he might be the only true center, and I guess he's not quite a true center. Yeah. That's yeah. what makes it funny. Careful. But the only person that might be a true center that's actually good at def defense in the modern era. This is my thing about all the guys, Bam Adebayo, not a real big. Anthony Davis might have it in him to guard Jokic toe-to-toe, -to -toe, meaning he can play like a true big defensively, but can also guard the pick and roll. Like the, yeah. He's the only one. We'll find, we might find out. <laughs> Someone said, is AD the Jamal of big men? <laughs> Dude, he kind of is. He kind of is. I can't it? wait for this game, though. He kind, he kind of is, but at the same time, Draymond Green, say what you will about him. If you are not real, he's going to break you, man. He's going to find it. And, and Kevon Looney is like a hell of a good defender. Yeah, maybe break your sternum in the process. Well, he might break your sternum. <laughs> but I'm just saying he's tough, and he's going to make you do the thing that you're not good. He's going to make you have to, to, to take it. You know what I mean? He's not going to let you just, oh, he just went off for jumpers in the series. He's going to do that. And I'm just so curious to see if AZ can rise above it because I don't think he can. I'm an 80 skeptic. Yeah. About the dog in him. He's going to have to have dog in him to, to beat the Warriors. <laughs> and, and I'm rooting for the Warriors I because I want a Nuggets Warriors Me Western too. Conference Finals. Me too. I want to see that rematch. I need that. Me too. I, I feel like we need that to Dude, come full circle with we, everything. We have so many psychological wounds yeah. that can all be healed in this. Like, if we go, if we really go up against Tim Connolly. Then we go up against the Suns. Then we go up against the Warriors. And then we go up against Philly. In the, like, yeah, that's what I want to. I want the Warriors and then the 76ers. At the end I of want that, it all. We would have no, we would have nothing left. Like it would just be like we yeah. should quit. Like <laughs> we reached the pinnacle. Uh I think Warriors win this one. I just think the Warriors are honestly one good series away from being the team they were last year that won the title. Yes, yes. Meaning that's why well, maybe without Jordan Poole. <laughs> Jordan Poole was this last year, though, man. Well, not against the Nuggets. No, he was <laughs> he had the two best, the two best <laughs> games of his. But yeah, here's the thing about Jordan Poole. Last year, the Nuggets couldn't punish him. This is the difference about Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Like, they also got to just play yeah, offense. Totally. What happened to Murray last night? Totally. He had to play defense, exhausting defense, and he wasn't quite the same guy. Jordan Poole, sure, you're going to play. Let's pick and roll that MF to death because he can't guard. That guy's such an idiot. My God. I mean, I don't know if that's true, but he can't play defense. Oh, yes, it's true. I, I said that. Me, Eric. I was like, <laughs> you could absolve yourself. I that. think Warriors <laughs> win this one, and I'm with you. It's who I'm rooting for. I, the Lakers narrative to me is so annoying. I don't want to have to go through the Lakers because to me, they don't represent the class of the NBA. They rep LeBron represents the class of the era, but yep. they don't represent the team that's like, oh, they were standing in Denver's way. They're not. No. Yeah. If they end up getting there, it's kind of annoying that they're standing in Denver's way, whereas the Warriors have dominated the NBA for a decade. And they do feel like they're close to on their last legs, although in this day and age, who knows? LeBron's still going at 40, so who knows? Maybe the Steph Curry doesn't appear to be slowing down. Yeah, maybe the Warriors are just still great eight years from now, and Yoke's the only one retired <laughs> somehow. Entirely possible. But it does feel like this might be a little bit of a last you know, great chance that they have. Maybe Draymond leaves. I just want Denver to be the team that says, no, they had to go through the Warriors, and they did. Yep. I have felt good about the whole picture since the trade deadline even with the sun okay i can finally say now that they're up 2-0 that i have felt better about this matchup since the trade but also there was this element to everyone's going to make the suns the favorites they got to be a star-studded team i like the way this is all shaking out just in terms of narrative stuff but also just for the team's like i don't want to say confidence but just slaying dragons man you know just yeah. that path to glory and it's 
you got to beat the best to be the best. And I think Denver might very well be the best. So if the, if that series goes seven, and it's the Warriors, who's favored? In Nuggets, Warriors. Nug- Nuggets win. We'll say uh, in five or less. It's Nuggets. And I'd home. say it's the Warriors home. are favored. When I mean, the betting markets tilt slightly. towards what are the people going to bet on? And oh, they'll, Warriors, no question. They're Warriors like chance. minus. So they'll be favored. They'll be, but, of but course, not be that big if of a favorite. If it's the Lakers, I think that the, the Lake like. I don't Lakers. think Denver will be favored ever because there's so much money. They they just want people to bet on things. And Can, has a team ever won a title with three series as the underdog? I don't know. I Maybe don't know. Milwaukee last year. Or the, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see if that was the case because they were underdogs in this Phoenix series. You're saying they would, no matter who it is, they would be underdogs then. And if you get to the finals, I don't know, but maybe they would be on uh, there. I don't know. I love where Denver's sitting. I feel more confident in this team than ever before, you know, um, and it's just a fun ride to be on right now, seeing this team. We've waited so long for it. Oh, my God. We have all these super chats. I had no idea. Get them. Get them. Vote. Get them. Vote. Dylan Melfatti. PHNX said last night, Yoke is a dirty player. LOL. Take a freaking look at this. Uh, Dude, that's why I I almost uh, like, uh, when I saw Saul do that, probably shouldn't have responded. But when I saw him do that, I wanted to send the... Portland meme, right but then now. I was like, he don't know what this means. I know. <laughs> I want to say this. I want to say like, uh, leave PHNX alone. <laughs> like, yeah. Those are our homies. Like yeah. they're getting. They're, I mean, like it was not. The team is the not. Other. The team is not doing well. They're like, let's let's be. Don't like, hop in their chat for yeah, sure. Like, like don't hop in their mentions. Let's be cool. Chat. Let's not yeah. let, like we. I think yeah, we, let, let's be cordial. I think we sure. already got like our our like. Uh, Two years of frustration. Like I feel satisfied already with that. Like now, oh, let's no, just, no, you got to win the series. Well, I agree. I, I mean, as far as the narrative stuff, because if it flips back, it's going to be horrible. But I'm saying, <laughs> should it keep, continue down this direction? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, let's just treat it like the Spurs or something. Uh, Whatever. I, I get. I'll it. have a cathartic moment. But the point is, those are good guys. Like, look, man, we cover and gals. We cover this with a Nuggets perspective and through Nuggets glasses, and they cover it through a Suns thing. Yeah, of course. The Jokic is a dirty thing, though, I will say. Oh, it's ridiculous. Reminds me a lot of the Portland guys. It's, the funniest. I mean, it's obviously ridiculous. We know this is ridiculous. It's, it's like, when you don't know what to do, you just resort to that. Yeah, but That's like, but like, you know, like, sounds like a cool guy. Yeah. Like, but he's I, our, he's our I get it because we've been there before. Yes, we so have. Like, I, I, I get it. Clarity, checking in. I'm not reading your full name, man. Campaign looks like mouse. All right. (laughs) Joe in Philly, the most overused catchphrase of 2023 NBA Finals will be non-Jokic minutes. Man, they've been a... They've been great lately. Awesome. That's the story of the playoffs. The boys, dad. Let's not neglect Rocky's ladder shot backwards first attempt. I know. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Second attempt. Second attempt. Oh, was it second? But he did get it in the second. That's a good call. That's a good call. The great brows, mall still Canadian player of the year. <laughs> <guys remember> <laughs> uh, Canadian player of the year. Uh, they didn't give it to SGA. Kevin Chicago. I called into Max Kellerman and Keyshawn's show and exposed the blatant racism against Jokic. <laughs> that was you? <laughs> Done beating around the bush when it comes to Jokic. Did you see this clip? I watched this clip this morning. I was like, Keyshawn Johnson is... Terrible, and if this was the call that I think it I was, I did not see it. Send it to me. I want to see this. Yeah, dude. Like it, it basically sent Keyshawn Johnson down this 
just the Spiral? most like just the dumbest guy re- like talking about he's that that thing it's like oh it doesn't look good he could score 100 points i just don't like it man right. like that kind of stuff you're like doesn't look good how, why, why are you on tv like why do you i know that you were a good athlete you're not good at this I mean, why are okay. you doing this he was an okay football yeah, why player. are you doing this you're not good at this uh okay what else do we got super chat wise laking ball the world's best sport no one pays more money to take L's. Is there any way the Celtics <laughs> could steal some clutch time execution from the Nuggets? Not a chance, buddy. <laughs> they need help and B vote. Would you stop clowning the Celtics if they win the chin chip and admit Jason Tatum is him? I would. Uh, no, he would. No, I would. No, no I would. you would not. No, dude, I dude, would. The agenda is much stronger than even you give it. Here's credit. the th- here's why I can say that so confidently. Because <laughs> it won't happen. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> they won't. Double down. They baby. won't. Um, <laughs> the, the crunch time execution thing is not going to get better till you switch your best player. Dylan Melfatti closing out to say, I never hopped in their chat. It's just laughable. All right. yeah, listen, I know. Like, I wasn't saying you. No, listen, man. Like, we're, we're homies with PHX guys. Like, we, we break bread with them. We, Literally, we, we, bread we, with them. We, we don't hate them. We built the network. I made all their stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are guys. More than anything, man, they just it takes so much. I said this last show, but it takes so much to make this thing get off the ground, and they do it every day, and those guys want it. And I yeah. just, you have to respect anyone willing to take the biggest risks in life and to put in the work to make those risks, to make those goals and visions come true. Absolutely. And they do, man. Whatever you want to say about it, those guys absolutely grind. So, um, still. Wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind a beat down. Yeah, I mean, like, but listen, I wouldn't mind this if they had a horrible May. The construction, <laughs> like a terrible. The May. Constru- I remember I had a terrible yes. May once, not yep. long ago. It was horrible. The construction of the construction that. of the All City Network is meant to be a network of frenemies. Yeah, uh, there are friends, but also like I hope that last <gasps> night sucked for them. What yeah. happened? <laughs> Someone's pointing out that I made a poor choice in my attire today. The colors that I'm repping. Uh, a green. little bit of a disingenuous for me to get up here and hate on the Celtics for rocking this. You can't do the Malone thing where you never wear a color, though. Well, I'll and say PJ, not, that's not, an incredible Not wearing purple is way easier than yeah, not wearing MPJ. Yeah. Honestly, I kind How of... How much purple do you really own? I feel like... I feel like... <laughs> what does Yoke say? The basketball gods are always watching. I feel like MPJ made a little mistake last I, night. Somebody, <laughs> pointed, somebody pointed that out to I'm me having ruled Instagram it out. Live last night. Yeah, and Jamal wore Mavericks colored shoes. Well, the Mavericks aren't... Oh, oh, what is this? How does that relate? The basketball gods are always watching. You don't come up with a signature shoe that is not Nuggets colored, and then you debut yeah, it in the playoffs and you have the worst game of your, your life. Today's okay, day. listen. I think well, you just make lots of colorways. And well, listen. Why was that they the make a lot of uh, jumpsuits. They make a lot of sweatsuits. Right, we're, we're going to 8D chess now. All right, that does it for today's show, guys. This was a fun one. I We may have some very interesting guests the rest of the week uh, coming on, so you're going to want to keep uh, you know keep your eyes on keep your ear to the ground so to speak i'm excited about some of the guests we, we should be having over here in the next couple of weeks should make the shows fresh but we'll be back tomorrow previewing the, the upcoming games uh a whole bunch of stuff actually i'm not sure if we're back tomorrow i think we're gonna have tdsp tomorrow yeah dude let's take a break can we like <laughs> but either way we're gonna be talking nuggets in one in some form or fashion hit the like button for us on the way out we'll see you next time let's go